Hello, and welcome to the Apple Insider Podcast. This is your host, Wesley Hilliard. Yes, I do have a last name. I remember to say it this time. And I am joined by William Gallagher from across the pond over in uh, what ye old London town, or at least neighboring nearby? Uh, near enough. About 100 miles away. But what's 100 miles between I mean, friends? Not much, actually, considering, um, I mean, we could drive that here pretty quickly. So, I mean, you and you have transit there, so... That's, yes. that's rather remarkable. Well, you say that. That's a big conversation at the moment. The weather's of affecting course. all the trains and things like that, and I've just got rid of a car. But listen, I'm ecstatic. I mean, this is vitally important. This is big Apple news. No one else has this. No one else will care. But I have found my AirPods Pro seven months after I lost them somewhere in the house. So I'm ecstatic so happy. today. All yes. right, but where, William? That's the question. Where uh, were they? Do I have to answer that? Is Is that... In the Is couch relevant, cushion, really? un- give was... me multiple choice. Was it under the washing machine? <laughs> um, chair cushion, uh, less than a meter away from me in my office for the whole seven months. That sounds about right. That's usually how it goes. The thing Loads is of books that you... on top of it. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. But I've got them back. And I, I came so close to buying new because I've been on lots of trips for some reason. And every time I've really missed it. So to have them back, it's fantastic. AirPods Pro are great. Who knew that? So here at the top of the show, I wanted to point out that uh, CES is underway as of Sunday. Uh, next week is going to be a very busy week in tech. There's going to be a lot of announcements uh, coming through. So stay tuned to Apple Insider. We're going to be covering all the relevant stuff. We might even talk about some of the irrelevant stuff. Um, But yes, it's it's a very busy week. There's going to be a lot of um, HomeKit things, G2. Uh, We talk about on the Apple Insider podcast a little bit if you want to catch that on Monday when it releases. Um, A lot of stuff to look forward to at CES. Of course, Apple will not be there, but they will be there in spirit as usual. Is there is there anything you look forward to as far as CES? Well, I mean, I'm a little bit of a cynic of a CES because you see all these announcements of things that then never come out. But HomeKit stuff, that really interests me. Uh, I imagine we're going to see lots of Matter stuff. Does that seem likely? Uh, we should see more Matter. We should see more Thread-enabled oh, yeah. things. Um, I would love it if Apple would adopt any of this stuff into <laughs> HomeKit. But, you know, it, one step at a time. Okay. Some 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 actual stuff that supports the system would be great as Apple chooses to update HomeKit. But uh, as usual, Apple waits for the major releases to do such things. So um, iOS 18 might actually support some of the new stuff that we were expecting in iOS 17. Who knows? Well, they're probably but, a bit busy at Apple. You know, lots to do. Lots of television to make. Um, yeah, there's yeah. only four people working there. They shuffle them between departments. <laughs> um, the usual... But uh, so I have a I have a couple stories here at the top that you've popped in here, William. Um, mm-hmm. That I believe you were similar have covered this week. Uh, yeah. So first of all, Apple is doomed. Correct? Is that is that what yes. I'm reading? Uh, doomed with several O's in the word. So doomed. I believe that's the TM. The, you have to that's how the, the kids TM. call it there. Oh yeah, TM. Even better. Yes. Trademark. Yeah. Yeah. Do we need to even say any more? It's over. Goodbye. Go to Windows and Android. Have a nice time. Knock yourself out? No, no. You want Apple just can't more? seem to make enough money. They just—they're really bad at it. Uh, yeah. Nobody wants their stuff. Nah. Poor so what? Kids. So what are we yeah. hearing? We're hearing that the iPhone 16 worthless. Don't buy it. Um, yeah. Don't even bother thinking yeah. about it because uh, even though it comes out in September, we know nothing other than maybe a couple of uh, very small rumors that may or may not happen. Um, Barclays analysts have believed they've they've got it all figured out, and uh, it's not not even worth the consideration. It's going to be a pass I, this year. I think they've actually got an iPhone 16 already. That's what it sounds like to me. Um, somehow, before it's gone through engineering verification tests or anything, they've got it. They've used it. They know it's yeah. completely rubbish. You don't think they picked up a 14 by mistake? Did you? Yeah, it's running iOS 19, and it's actually uh, got the name of Tim Cook's successor on the back of the phone. <laughs> Just. <laughs> Uh, I I I know investment analyst firms. They are trying to serve their users and judge whether or not something is worth putting your money into. Okay, it's a job, it's a function, it's a purpose. But in this case, it really seems like it's based on nothing. It's based on the what could be left to put in an iPhone. Nothing. There won't be anything. Okay. It's over. 
But having just said that, they have markets have markedly affected Apple's share price. I mean, is it a billion they wiped off just for muttering this somewhere? I mean, it's a they, they lowered their expected, so they have a target share price. They lowered it by one dollar, yes. and that um, that affected Apple stock price enough to actually lower the entire Nasdaq by a few um, points. Wow, oh, uh, which is uh, yeah. yeah, Apple. Yeah. When Apple moves, everything moves, and it's it's always interesting because the stock market is such a very weird thing. I don't know uh, how it works over there for you guys. I'm sure you have some kind of market, but it's just yeah, it's always such a weird thing to watch. Go to CNBC; they're over there banging drums and blowing whistles, and it's it's a whole a whole, whole ordeal uh, that one dollar can affect so much. But um, we're also seeing from Piper Sandler, so uh, it looks like these analysts are taking the downbeat for 2024 because Apple had four consecutive quarters of selling slightly lesser uh, number of iPhones than the year prior. And uh, a lot of their uh, hardware segments are down because the pandemic is no longer pushing those numbers up. So um, that just, again, it just spells doom and gloom. Mm. It's the same doom we've been hearing about since, I don't know, 1997, 2006, uh, 2014, 2016, and uh, pretty much every year since 2019. So I'd, wonder if they'll get it right this time you know stuck clocks correct twice a day maybe apple will actually disappear in 2024 that that money will just go away not to be well frankly as cynical as i'm going to be but i wonder about whether we're looking at the wrong definition of right that uh right for them is not being an accurate predictor of what apple will do but right is for maximizing the profit for them and their investors so the share prices have gone down presumably therefore it's cheaper to buy them although i have no shares i don't understand the logic here please don't laugh at me if this is really really wrong it's an opportunity to invest and I'm not saying that any company would set out to do this, but maybe they would recognize that it is happening and they could profit from it and that that would be right for them and their investors. Uh, am I just totally off the mark? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't own Apple stock just as a principle. Uh, we cover it. But, mm. yeah, if if the market's down right now because of uh, analyst calls, this is the best time to buy. <laughs> um Apple stock, I will always stay adamant to this unless something significant changes. It is the stock to hold. You know, sell it if you want to, but honestly, always be buying, always be holding. Because uh, for whatever reason, if you look at the long scale, Apple's always held out. Uh, they tick much higher than yeah. even uh, the main markets do. So anyway, I just thought that was a, that was a fun way to start the year. I, I don't know why uh, this, this just sudden... Not only is it just the sweeping doom and gloom around Apple, but it can bring the entire yes. market just to to its knees so fast. Yeah. And uh, that's just the power that Apple holds in the United States. And I'm not sure why. How, I, okay, let me rephrase that. I know how we got here. It's just funny how we got here. And uh, mm-hmm. we'll always go back to that Apple distortion field, uh, also trademarked. Um, and... Yes. So speaking of Apple's distortion field, I think we have another distorted concept coming through. Uh, Apple is going to buy Peloton for, uh, this is what, call number four for Apple to buy the failed uh, exercise company, yes? Oh, no, that's harsh, calling it failed. Okay, they still exist. Maybe not unfair, but they only killed some people. Killed Um, a few people, yeah. Right. Do you know, instantly I want to say allegedly, but it did actually happen. And there are cases going on. That's just terrifying. Isn't it? Can you imagine uh, running a company where your product has killed someone? It's just uh, unbearable thought. But um, at the moment, there. well, what I like about this story is, yes, the claim is Apple will buy Peloton. And it's a firm called uh, Deepwater Asset Management who was saying it. Now, like like you've just said, they are not the first to say it, but they are making quite a big deal about their own prediction for the future because every year, apparently for seven years, this company has either made predictions or has worked with someone else to make predictions. It's a bit fuzzy. And last year, they uh, got 8.5 out of 10 right. And this kind of bothered me because... 
They made nine predictions last year, and they claimed that eight of them were right. And I can't make that add up to 8.5 out of 10, no matter what I try. So I was just a little curious about this, and I started looking into last year's and the previous ones. And the further back you look, the worse and worse this company's track, great track record is. And it just seems to be looking at their other predictions now. They're also trying to rig it a little bit so that by predicting incredibly obvious things at the end of next year, they'll be able to say, well, look, we got 10 out of 10. We're fantastic. Uh, so right now, the the big outlier for them, the one that they wanted to make a mark with to get clickbait uh, effects from, is this one about it buying Peloton. But all that they can really seem to justify that on is that, A, Apple has enough money to buy it, and that, two, uh, there are some Peloton users around, and that's it, really. Um, so th- I believe the saying goes, there okay. there are lies, damn lies, and statistics, correct? And uh, Yeah, 73% these, of all statistics are wrong. Uh, uh, 98% of all statistics are made up on the spot. Um, yes. <laughs> Uh, 16% of statistics have been said in the last minute. Okay. Um, I, my favorite thing about my time in high school was taking a province stat class and learning that all of it is absolute nonsense, but, uh, sorry to all of you out there in data analytics, but, um, it's, it's kind of true. Uh, it's, it's useful until it's not, but let's move on. Um, before we get into the main show, because uh, that was kind of the, the pre-show, I guess, because uh, I, I wanted to address me and William. We've only been on, what, five shows together, five episodes? I think so. Um, in total, maybe, maybe six. Uh, everyone out there commenting, I, I appreciate the comments, the feedback, any any reviews that have been left. Please continue. Email us. Send us comments on social media. Uh, please give us uh, stars in Apple Podcasts. Any feedback helps. Um, as we transition here to, uh, William and I being on most weeks, we'll have, you know, guests and we'll have other members of the staff on to, uh, have discussions as they are available, but William and I, we have to learn our rapport and I am a railroad, tr- like a track train on a track running everything over. I understand that I can be very pushy. So, uh, William and I are learning our rapport and we are getting better about how to have our dialogue on the show and i appreciate everyone as they are patient as we are um ourselves learning how to adjust for the show as we move forward but i trust me when i say that these last few episodes i've i've i think they've been uh rather well done uh maybe i've talked a little too much but um william assures me that's not the case but hey self-conscious what can i say uh but I just want to say I appreciate everyone for hanging on with us as we uh, go into the next phase and go into 2024 with Apple Insider Podcast. And again, please reach out to us and let us know what you think of the show. Any adjustments, any comments that you might have um, will help, of course. I, I have a comment. This thing you say about you being pushy. How dare you answer a question when I ask you questions? <laughs> I don't think of you as push. I think of you as knowing what you're talking about. I love that I get to ask you these things for it because I, I'm really, really obsessive about certain things to do with Apple. I mean, I'm a, I'm a software guy, really. So hardware stuff, and especially the iPad. Who else in the world would I ask a question about the iPad than you? Right. Yes. Well, I am very passionate, of course, and I know that um, I have heard the term fanboy flung around a few times. But uh, it's always important to take a step back and realize if you are upset with something that I or William or any of us are saying, take a moment to realize maybe it's just because we disagree on a subject, not because I have some inherent bias because I worship a brand, which I promise you is not the case. Um, Mm. Apple has its flaws. We point them out frequently. It's just some things I... I care about and I'm passionate about more than others. So anyway, just a little inside baseball there. Uh, feel free to uh, erase that from your brain as we move forward by looking backwards. 
you what know, did you sorry, think? Just that thing you said there about Apple and things they don't do. Oh, the one thing, forget new devices. I would please love Apple to sort out its union problems at the moment because they're doing some really bad and illegal things there. And it cripples yes. me because I'm deputy chair of the Writers Guild in the UK. It is a union. I'm a union man. Yeah, it's, sorry, calm. You're asking me a sensible question. I, slash I was going to say, so I, mm-hmm. I believe that's your answer. So uh, your overview of 2023 for Apple is stop the union busting I, yes. I think that's a good sentiment to have yes i think i described uh didri o'brien as uh, head of union bashing at one point and that does seem to be harsh but fair kind of thing yeah strange days apple apple definitely is in an odd position here because i feel like especially at the retail front especially with the um uh like there's a very employee first movement in the united states right now especially post-covid um dealing with pay dealing with you know a lot a lot of things around uh like human rights and whatnot and apple isn't used to dealing with this stuff in the public and it's becoming more and more public and um people pointing out their uh, union busting tactics and as other stores try to form unions and apple excludes them from certain negotiations and stuff like that it's all very very grimy very dirty and it's the underbelly of corporate america that apple participates in that they must and again apple is a monolith they're uh i mean i guess maybe the inverse whatever i'm trying to say they are a giant corporation filled with people and different people in different leadership positions and of course the ideas of one portion of the company do not necessarily reflect ideas from the other portions of the company. Tim Cook is not down in New York, uh, Apple store telling them not to form a union, but there are leadership positions in the company, uh, doing such things. And it's just sad to see a company that we take so much passion in doing so many odd things, um, in this space. And we are sure to hear more as 2024 goes on, but I want to uh, take a moment to have a segment. We're going to try to keep this, uh, to a relatively within the show show. So we have a couple more topics to cover afterwards, but um, I want to kind of reflect on 2023. I've taken notes. Uh, if you go to the show notes, um, William and Malcolm and, a, and a, just a few of our staff writers, they have gone through every month of the year of 2023. They do this every year yeah. and kind of done a retrospective on each month. What kind of news happened that month and highlighted the big moments for Apple, for tech, just in general. And I pulled it. I've gone even tighter and pulled a moment from each of these months. You can go to the show notes, read through these uh, month in reviews, and follow along. But, uh, William, I just want to ask, so starting in January, yes, what do you think yes. what do you think about having the M2 in January followed <laughs> on for it to be re- M2 Pro, I'm sorry, M2 Pro, M2, M2 Max, and the MacBook Pros revealed in January alongside, I believe, HomePods, um, only to have those replaced 10 months later. Did you uh, buy two MacBooks in the same year? No, but I was very conscious of the fact that I overreached myself and bought an M1 Max uh, 14-inch MacBook Pro the year before, and that suddenly this absolute best Mac in the world ever is old news, and then was even older news for it. Though I, I, I cannot believe you must pick out one thing from each month. Writing those month things, I was astounded how much went on, even in the quiet, what you would think were the quietest months. I mean, what happens in January? Tons of stuff, including this. But when I was looking through my list and it was like new Macs in January, that seems so long ago. I thought, which were the new Macs then? It's all gone, replaced. Yes, it is. It's wiped out. And now I'm looking to please let there be an M3 Mac Studio because that I'm actually tempted at. But um, no good reason. I just fancy it. I managed to avoid these ones. I managed to not spend any money. Did you? No, because you're an iPad man. Right. I've stuck with the M1 line. There are no M2 or M3 products in my home currently. Right. Well. Wow can't be doing with that m2 stuff no you're pro- you want the old-fashioned m1 did you find no need to replace it was definitely it. m1 m1 definitely proved to be a very good first iteration m2 was the skip over for those of us who pay attention i think i i mean i will absolutely i've, I've stated before i will absolutely buy the m3 ipad pro the minute it is announced mm. so um I I wonder how many people out there did buy that M2 Pro or M2 Max MacBook Pro in January only to replace it in, what was it, October 
after the or November after the scary fast event. Yeah. Uh, when we got the new Max, but more on November in a few months. We're going on to February. Uh, how many HomePods did you buy in 2023? Oh, I did you so buy cheap. any new ones? No, I didn't buy any new ones. Um, I got my two old ones working again. And I found a HomePod Mini I thought I'd put somewhere else and I've put it back to use, you know, by plugging it into the mains, into electricity. That made such mm. a big difference for it. And that's that now in the help. living room. Uh, but other than that, no, I, I did nothing. I feel oddly caught out. Um, you've got HomePods everywhere, haven't you? You must have bought some new ones. I bought a pair of the new HomePods and put oh. them in my living room for my TV setup. And uh, yeah, I keep meaning to write a story about this because I replaced my entire home Soto system, uh, home theater, 5.1 channel, soundbar, subwoofer with a pair of HomePod, uh, the new models and haven't looked back. They're amazing. They're really good. Uh, every now and then a beta update because I beta all the things, uh, not some audio stuff out of sync. But otherwise, it has been quite pristine, and uh, I'm excited to see if Apple does more in that space. But um, what I'm hearing, William, is uh, listeners, all we have to do is go to William's house and start overturning couch cushions, and we're going to find <laughs> AirPods and HomePods, maybe uh, maybe a loose MacBook in there. Yeah, I wish I hadn't admitted any of that. Uh, yes, at this <laughs> very moment, I have my foot on an old time machine. Uh, from like so long ago it isn't working uh but i knocked it over when i was tired we have a visitor every christmas and tidying why am i admitting this tidying up so that she can stay over means moving all the junk out of that bedroom into my office and then when she's gone we move it all back again and this time i haven't finished moving everything back but i found the airpods and i tripped over a time machine um i stopped looking at me just like that apple products crawling out of the walls yeah, yeah, just little, everywhere. But actually, I tell you what, because I've never thought to ask, I have never heard a Sonus speaker. Um, are the HomePods as good as, or is it just sort of there's okay? A, there's a spectrum, and of course, you know, um, audiophiles will tell you they can hear a thermometer moving inside, or I'm sorry, mercury moving inside of a thermometer. Uh, I don't have quite as adept of hearing as that, um, as made up as that may be. But uh, as far as Sonos goes, it depends. Like, I, I had... The Sonos one, uh, Sonos Play One. So Play One was the, I don't know. They, they have so many speakers. Uh, these were like the 2015 generation uh, Sonos Play Threes and a Play Bar. Anyone listening knows what those are. Um, the HomePod Large sounded way better than the Play Play Ones, uh, moderately better than the Play Threes, and were on equal footing, I would say, with the Play Fives. Play Fives were just these very large booming speakers um but home pods with their algorithms and such uh being able to do whole room audio with just a single speaker or a pair and i always recommend the pair because they just sound phenomenal um they definitely went out computationally i think and sonos was one of the first i think if not the first like home computational whole home audio system and the speakers they come out with since the play ones and uh, even since then they have a, a whole new system whose name escapes me um they sound great and people would argue that they are you you would choose those over maybe even home pod minis uh that, that are hundred dollars uh the home pod minis i would say are about equivalent to maybe a play one speaker and sound maybe not in volume because again smaller speaker moves less air uh it's just it depends on what you're trying to do and from my perspective I'm an Apple user all the way through. I'm all in on HomeKit. I use Siri for everything. So HomePod made the most sense. And increasingly, since I adopted Sonos in 2015 to today, um, increasingly it felt like Sonos was diverging from that Apple mean uh -huh. or medium or whatever. And it felt like they were moving towards Amazon ecosystem stuff. And they the integrations were outside of Apple. I'd have to go to a separate app to run the volume or do certain things. They they no longer supported lock screen widgets and stuff like that. Just they were moving away. And and, and some of their support stuff was getting weird. Some of their stuff. Like I had newer speakers too outside of the living room setup. And it just felt less than it was. And it was losing its luster. I remember back in the day sonos being the this is the apple of of speakers mm -hmm. and people would even say we wish apple would buy sonos 
Um, and now I can honestly say, no, thank you. Um, home pods are fine. Apple really just needs to make maybe a play bar and I would kill for an Apple made uh, wireless subwoofer. But, uh, do you do any home theater stuff there, William, or do you just have a projector for scripts to read in your living room? <laughs> I have actually airplayed uh, scripts from my uh, phone onto the bigger screen when a couple of us are reading them of uh, things. But yeah, uh, in the list of things I've revealed today, that seems quite small. Um, but you, one thing, uh, you've now convinced me Sonos is over. I'd, I'd had it as this the pinnacle of things. And what you say, just, yeah. Don't get me right. wrong. My bias is showing. Don't get me wrong. Sonos is great. And even some people are still just now coming to it. If you listen to ATP... It's so funny to me how these things happen in cycles. Yeah. The like nerd sphere of people that I follow have all recently discovered Sonos in the last two years as I'm getting rid of them, which is really funny. And they're like, man, Sonos is so great. I'm getting rid of all of my HomePods, Sonos, Sonos, Sonos. <laughs> and then slowly I'm starting to hear, yeah, but, yeah, but there's this thing and there's this weird technicality and it just doesn't, it's not quite the same as being in the Apple ecosystem. And they're slowly rotating back to well, I might as well just get HomePods again. And I think that's the eventuality for all of us. We all like to test these new mm -hmm. systems out, but ultimately end up back um, at home base. And uh, I don't know, maybe something will come along that's better than HomePods, maybe a new type of sound system that we haven't heard before. I'm always willing to adapt and change. But right now, uh, for me, HomePods just do it all very well. And uh, there isn't much competing with it. I mean, Sonos, if you have a full 5.1 system with a subwoofer, absolutely destroys a pair of large home pods don't get me wrong because that is a lot of speakers moving a lot of air taking up a lot of space in a room pointing from multiple directions versus two speakers trying to do omnidirectional computation audio um very different systems i get it but for me in my living room space accomplishes more than enough for what i need and even then the bass is still overwhelming and rattles my walls just from the home pods Ah, right. So bass, uh, that says to me, I'm trying to work out what sort of music. I think you're a country and Western kind of guy, probably both types, country and Western. Is that mm. is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. No, no, not even okay. in my music. I mean, my all of my music stuff's live. You can follow me on Apple Music. I listen to a lot of alternative uh, and maybe a dash of rap, but mostly um, stuff from like the nineties and two thousands, maybe a little bit of modern rap, but I do not like mumble rappers and I don't like what country, whatever happened to country. It's awful. Cause it's no longer country anymore. It's got some sort of rap fusion thing going on with it. Um, definitely more of a classic, you know, I can listen to some Kenny Chesney, Dolly Parton or, uh, stuff like that, but not so much, uh, what you're describing. <laughs> I do actually have a great fondness for American new country music from between about February and November 1996. Okay, that in there. Oh, it also has Very to be specific. women because the men always wear these silly hats and I just can't listen to what they're saying when they sing. But yeah, there used to be Should a I channel explain? here. Oh, actually, you've still got this channel in the States, Country Music Television, CMT. Right. Uh, it was running here for a while and they took it off. Um, whatever month it was, I found it. I had about five months, six months maybe of listening to it and really enjoying it. But I was also amused by the way that they seemed so desperate for ratings. Anything you could possibly call country, they would put in a show called Rebel Country. And it seemed like all it had to be was in 4-4 four, four time and it was in. So Springsteen was in there. It fell apart very similar to how MTV fell apart, and now it's all oh, reality right. TV and cooking. Right. Um, but yeah, we we got a little bit of a day. Yes, uh, I'm sorry. Little Led little bit of a happen. branch here. No, it's totally fine because we're going to stay on this uh, little bit of a branch because I wanted to mention since we're talking about Apple Music, um, we had some fun this weekend and had the Apple TV uh, vid music video channel on, which is basically MTV. It just plays music videos. And during the day, we discovered, okay, it's kind of pop and rap and, you know, just what you'd hear on the radio. But for whatever reason, we were on really late. It was like 11, 12, 1 a.m. And it gets increasingly unhinged what music videos that they show on that channel. I can't even describe to you what is happening on that channel. Um, and it's it's hilarious to me. I don't know, because it's a 24-hour ad-free system that they have going. You don't even need an Apple Music subscription to, to watch it. So just... I can recommend, if you have a very specific taste in music and you have an Apple Music subscription, you're better off going and finding what you want to listen to. This is just one of those infinite playing loops where they just a DJ somewhere put this playlist together. But whatever they're doing at night, 
I just find very funny. But anyway, we are 10 minutes into this segment, and we are in March. So has Apple Music Classical changed your life? Have you rediscovered your love of uh, Bach? Uh, Not Bach, but Mahler. Um, I always said I was a Mahler-adjusted man growing up. You see what I did? Yeah, I was pleased with that. You're Uh not. Okay. Um, uh, In the (laughs) smallest way possible but a really gorgeous way. Apple Music Classical has changed things. I realised just the other day, it's, I, I cannot get music out of my head. There's usually something going on, and I'm very programmable. I walk through a supermarket, and the tune they're playing, the music they're playing, will be in my head for the next hour. But one day I was going, and I was humming the entirety of Mahler's Fifth Symphony in sequence, and I thought, yes, this has got inside me, and it's a gorgeous piece of music. Bear. I mean, I know the first symphony, I know the fifth, I love them both. Um, I don't really know even the rest of it. So my experience is very limited, but I adore what I do like there. So I sh- it has changed my life a pixel. I wanted to change it more. But how about you? Um, I was invested at first and it's fallen off because uh, it's hard to introduce new hobbies into my life. I, I wasn't a yeah. classical music listener before. It wasn't suddenly going to become so just because the app exists. It's definitely an aspirational goal to maybe dive in there a couple times a week, listen to some of their educational channels that they have. They teach you about classical music. But it, I love that it's there. I love that it's now on iPad. And uh, I want to see what more Apple can do with it and how it can actually also uh, Apple Music's app and the Apple Music Classical app. They're going to feed off each other. They're going to help each other evolve. I want to just see more of that uh, growth as we go forward. And maybe iOS 18 in 2024 will have a little bit more to do there. But, you know, I didn't know there were educational programs on Apple um, Music Classical. So, That's excellent. They So just like in Apple Music, they hired a lot of people to go in. You can listen to uh, these things that will teach you about, like, here's an introduction to this particular type of music or this particular uh, musician or just there's even um, Classical Connections Radio with uh, Alexis French, I believe is his name. Like that's a fun radio program I listened to even before this app came out. They, he does a great job uh, showing how modern music and classical music are inherently connected. Um, there's just a lot of cool stuff in there. If you haven't been in the classical music app, I would definitely go check it out, guys. Like uh, there's a lot there, and definitely one of those things where maybe you'll discover that you're a classical music lover and didn't even know it. Yeah. Um. So, William, how much money have you saved with Apple Savings? Uh, oh, ha, ha. Yeah. Another story. In the UK, we don't get nothing. We don't get Apple Card. We don't get anything. Fine. Ha. Huh. Okay. So here we Not are Not taking in April. it personally. Yes. April. New tax year for us. Is it? Uh, is April the tax year in America or is it January to January? I mean, I, mean t- I guess technically you file the tax return January to January. But it's due April 15th. That's oh, how right. it works. Right. Like, right. you have to file it in April. Right. We have to pay. So however that, however that math pay. works out, I don't know how you guys do it. Yeah. Well, we do it without the help of Apple Savings. That's what we do. We get by. Yeah. No Apple Card. No th- Listen, I'm just going to go rant in a corner for a minute while you say something. Useful. So, Apple Savings is an interesting thing. It came out in, in April. It was announced as a 4.15% APY. Uh, which is was very competitive at the time with other high-interest uh, savings accounts. People don't like it when I say competitive. I'm talking about with other high-interest savings accounts. So other high-interest accounts at the time might have been 3.5, maybe up to 4%. But Apple was actually kind of leading the way. There was only a couple of other uh, big banks that offered uh, the 4% and above range. Very quickly that changed. Apple's 4.15 stayed the same pretty much the entire year until we got 4.25%, I believe, in November. And that's about it. Everyone is about 5.2% now. So they've just leaped above Apple and its savings. This might have something to do with the Goldman Sachs saga, which we won't have time to discuss today. But, of course, Goldman Sachs no longer wants to be an Apple card partner, which means no more Apple savings to them either. Maybe that's why they're not updating this stuff as often maybe they uh that's why they're not introducing as many features but william can you take a crack at how much money i accumulated with my 4.15 percent apy throughout uh, the entire year right um as the savings come well have you deposited savings directly or is it all from apple card daily cash automatically going in there 
I did a little bit of both. I basically used it as a savings account to help me pay taxes every quarter. So the money went in and then it came out and then it went in and then it came out. Okay, I'm going to say $11. You are exactly correct. Seriously? I didn't even and that's, that's I'm not joking. Uh you, that is the number. I didn't tell William. Wow. I picked it yeah. because I know there's some $10 threshold. And whenever there's a threshold, we always just go slightly over it and get caught by it. So, all right, 11. Okay, that's rubbish, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's really funny. So the way a lot of these things work is you need to put in a lot of money to make any money. Hmm. And, yeah, I mean, I'm not shoveling tens of thousands of dollars. There is a limit to how much I can go into Apple Card, but I don't have that in front of me right now. Um, it's just one of those things that, yes, it is nice to have a savings account. It's nice that it's not 0.1% interest gain. These things, you have to actually keep money in the account, unlike me, <laughs> to actually make money on them. Um, so, yeah, I just think it's funny. 11 whole dollars for yes. the year of 2023 from April. And because so, it's more than $10, you have to declare that earnings to the IRS or something on a I think so. 1099 just... int form. Eh? How informed am I, considering I have none of this over yeah, you here? you got to write that story tater. for us. Uh, so here's the funny thing. I probably just won't even bother filing that. And let, let's do some tax fraud on the Apple Insider podcast. Um, right. I don't know you. We've never met. I'm in another <laughs> country. Okay. No, yes, uh, those 1099 forms should be coming in, but that is a funny thing. Like, having to claim that you had a savings account at all is such a funny thing to me. So, here we are in May, and this is the month that New York uh, recommended putting an air tag in your car. Have you done this, William? Have you followed New York's uh, recommendation? Yes, actually, I have. It was one of the first things I did. I chucked it in because I, a very, very long time, I mean, centuries ago, now, I parked my car on a London street near Apple's then PR company. I had a meeting with them, came out, could not find the streets. Eventually, I passed a traffic warden uh, and I had to ask her, have you seen a car of roughly this colour, roughly this amount of dirt? And she told me she'd just put a ticket on it. It was three streets to the left. Um, so since then, I've been conscious of where I park and having an air tag is really useful. Um, One of so, my favourite... So- one of my favorite silly features of Apple Maps is um, as long as the phone knows you're in a car, it par- it notes where you parked your car every single time. Yes. Uh, just in case you don't have an air tag in your car. Yeah. Um, so moving on, uh, there was nothing in June, so we can just skip that month, right? Okay, cool. Yeah, June. We all took a holiday then. Yeah, so we have a lot going on in June, of course, WWDC. Uh, what was your favorite announcement or feature oh, from that month? Okay. Do you remember no. what happened in June? Uh, I remember, I'm always really possibly absurdly excited by WWDC. I mean, strictly speaking, I am a developer, but I mean, not even a child developer, really. So there's not a lot that's relevant <coughs> to me other than the keynote that we all watch. But I like the state of the platforms thing. I like the, so I watch some of the developer sessions on things to do with text and stuff like that. Um, so there's a lot. Um, this might be an obvious thing as a writer, but I think Journal popped out at me for iOS 17. Um, Are well, you using Journal? Yes, mostly to show other people. Uh, about it but then every now and again i there are these prompts it comes up with that are really hallmark card christmas special level things like what was the last nicest thing anyone said to you this week i think i'll go away but actually on the day it prompted me that somebody had said a gorgeous thing to me and i'd loved it and immediately erased it from my mind forgot it totally and this prompted me to record it and i put it in and now i remember it so it it's it's cheesy and good but you visited ExxonMobil on Tuesday. Would you like to write an yes. entry? Yeah, I um, had one. I had to look, where in the hell was this? Your visit to some place. And I think I was driving somewhere and I stopped for petrol there. And that counted as enough for it to You want passed me to- by Brexton Industrial Park yes. on your way to get donuts. Would you like to describe your event? It, yeah. it, is, it is a the suggestions work. For the most part, I've actually turned on the skip uh, mechanism. There's a there's a mechanism yeah. in settings where you can hit the plus button and jump straight to writing text. And I've done that, and I'll go back and I'll look and say, okay, do I need anything? Because basically what I'm doing is writing an entry every day. 
Um, So I'll just go in, add the photos from the day, say what I did, where I went, that kind of stuff. Uh, Just kind of keeping that kind of journal. And I'll do the suggestions every now and then because it'll actually group up. You did this whole event with these people at this place and that that works out. Um, I want to see these get better. I want to see the app get better. It needs calendar support. Like I need a calendar view to show, let me jump to a day. Like there's so many things that just need to happen one step at a time. We haven't seen any changes since the original release. The current betas don't have any alterations to the app. So we got to be patient here. I think uh, the team is hard at work, but uh, I'm excited. I, this this was the standout feature for me from WWDC as well. Mm-hmm. But we uh, cannot forget this is where Apple revealed, right? The Apple Vision Pro. Oh, good grief. I can't believe I actually, I genuinely forgot that was then. Isn't that staggering? All these years of waiting for it. Uh, well, maybe it's the fact that it's not coming to the UK yet. Uh, I don't know when it will. And, of course, it's the price Around the tag, same time but... as the Apple card. Ah, right. Thanks. Really, really good there. Yes. Enjoying <laughs> that. Okay. Um, so, yes, Apple Vision Pro. We're going to breeze on past that. We spent a lot of time on the show talking about it. It's going to be a great headset. We all want one. Who knows but what it's going to actually just, I can't be like. Get over, I cannot get over the fact that there is a potentially transformative new device. The whole spatial computing thing, which will potentially be incredibly important but this could be a sea change in computing and the two of us were just looking at one app on ios 17 instead um priorities william focus yeah i'm all right with that i think that's why our listeners are here uh they 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 like us for the small stuff i mean everyone's pro we all know how big it's (laughs) gonna be exactly yes no nobody's out here talking about the journal app come on (laughs) um so uh rest in peace twitter july uh, it yes. became x and uh july. gmas exodus to uh, mastodon uh yeah. began threads was a thing uh twitterific my favorite app had to die there's um, a lot of things uh very sad but i don't want to dwell on that because uh the solution to all of our problems arrived adam Masseri, head of instagram told us that android is unequivocally better than yeah. ios uh, so that's it. This is now the Android Insider Podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, we've mm-hmm. been doing pretty well since, right? We all bought our Google Pixels and uh, moved over. That's a no? phone, isn't it? Yes, yes, right. of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it might be a very small monitor. You, you, you never know. I, I, um, if you like Android, you like Android, and why wouldn't you? Right, of it's course. fine. But yeah. he there's, did it as a kind of mic drop thing, wasn't it? Android better than iOS, boom. That's it was it. like on threads too. That was like his like threads post. Like I'm on threads. I'm the owner of Instagram. We're doing this thing. By the way, iOS is terrible. Android is better. Whatever he said. And it's just like, and they, of course I got a conversation going. Of course I got yeah. millions of posts yeah. and screenshots and whatever. It was just such a funny thing to say because it feels so 2015. <laughs> do, do we do that today? I know people do. I know they do, but do we really do that today? Um, like mine is better than yours and Android sucks or whatever, whatever the thing I know. Does Samsung make those mock ads of Apple anymore? We haven't wrote about one in a while. That's a good point. It used to be tradition, didn't it? Samsung would make a mock ad and then copy whatever it was. Well, now there's nothing left for Samsung to copy. So they have nothing else to make ads about. I'm joking, guys. I'm joking. Yeah, <laughs> to enjoy those. But okay. So, so your your best friend Lionel Messi joined um, MLS in the United States. Apple, I think it was a big deal. Uh, his face and his at least his jersey was everywhere. I saw his back on a lot of advertisements. Actually, though, um, sorry, serious question here. Um, I'm no sports kind of guy. I'd never heard of this man before. In the UK, we would pronounce his name Lionel. Uh, is he pronounced it the way you did, the Lionel? No, that... Lionel's correct. I, whatever I said, erase it from your memory. Oh, right, right. I actually okay. said Lionel. In fact, uh, William's going to go back and edit in me saying Lionel completely out of context to make it sound oh, like I said he that. He sounded so much more interesting that way, though. No, 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 let's go with that. I might even, well, no, I was going to say I might even watch a football game with him. I had a sudden hesitation. It is football, isn't it? I I did watch a football game the entire year of 2023. Uh, that was Nashville, uh, my home state team, uh, I guess, played 
a couple of games and I thought it was cool that Apple TV plus logos were like on their jerseys. I wanted to check it out and kind of, it, it was when it was free MLS time or whatever. It was, it was fine. I, I don't care. <laughs> just, I just, I can, I can watch a whole American football game without even blinking. Like it's, like, I, I'm not into it. I'm not yelling and screaming and throwing popcorn, but I'll, I'll eat a wing and have a game on and be like, yeah, Broncos or whatever. Um, Tennessee Vols do fine. We're not anything to brag home about, but I, I cheer for them at the college games. But uh, soccer, football, whatever, it's 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 such a huge thing around the world. I just it's exciting when I was watching it. The announcers made it fun. I don't know. I just don't. I I don't have room in my life for anything else. I I, I am full, William. There's too much going on. Uh, but you know, you didn't watch a single game. Did you watch any soccer in 2023? Uh, not only in 2023, I have. I went. I went once to half of a football match. Because I was covering <laughs> it. I was doing a feature for BBC Radio WM, the local station in the area. I went in. I did the job. I got out at halftime. Um, I right have there. never seen a complete match. I haven't. Apart from that one time, I have not seen above. I remember sitting with a friend as he was really ill and they were it was some important World Cup thing and they seemed to be having scoring goals all the time till he explained that it was uh, action replay over and over from different angles. Uh, that's, that's the nice. most I've ever seen of a match. And I've got to do the action replay because most of the rest of the time they're just running in circles and not much is happening. I'm not going to talk bad about soccer and get murdered. So uh, okay. that was August. Uh, here we are, September. Again, nothing nothing going on. We can just skip straight to uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. no yeah. the yeah. iPhone 15 Pro. We have a bunch of stuff, Apple Watches, yada, yada. What I wanted to focus on from this was, uh, are you still using your action button and for what? I am still using the action button, and I do like the action button, but I continue to be really annoyed by it because this whole thing of you have to press and hold for it. The button registers a small press because if you press it once and not long enough, it comes up with an on-screen message saying (laughs) you need to press it for longer. So it can tell you've done it. Could it please just do something useful with that? I mean, I love the idea of the action button as long as I also had the mute button because I did use that a lot, the the silent switch. And in the end, I've got it pointed at like a folder full of shortcuts, and one of them is mute, unmute. And I've been changing some of the others around, but there's a couple of spreadsheets I use to track particular things that go on with certain projects. And that changes often enough that it's quite handy to see something has changed and just whack it into the sheet while I'm walking around. So I like it a lot for that. But uh, please, Action Button 2, the sequel, give me, swap it. Make the long press be silent. Make the short press be the action. What is the reason between making you long press? I mean, not uh, gonna they don't do want it, it to accidentally. Yeah, because I mean, if you have it tied to a shortcut or something, you could be turning your lights on or doing anything, sending someone a message well, just by having learn. the phone. That's what I read. You, you, would, you learn. would learn. Human error. Okay, yes. Um, so I still have the action button. I still have it pretty much set up to the... Sh- Once I figured out the folder thing, I, I've, yeah. I haven't looked back. Uh, I trade out what's in there. I mostly use the music. Um, there's a, I have a music playback function that lets me choose uh, or uh, audio playback function that says, all right, do you want music or podcasts? Which mm. playlists you want or which podcasts you want? And um, auto connect to AirPods or whatever, you know, just this whole little lit- lit- litany of things, uh, app launchers, camera, stuff like that, settings, uh, just different stuff I trade in and out. I've been experimenting with it. I want to rethink it soon just to kind of play with it. But mm-hmm. um, I wonder if iOS 18 will give us some new uh, attributions, different things that you can do there. Maybe apple's gpt substitute with siri will uh, Mm. be part of that but um yeah so moving on october uh scary fast right was basically the weekend before halloween like just Uh, barely at the end of like an hour before the end of october they slipped it in there didn't they yes yeah so there was speculation the whole month it will they won't they is is this going to be the year with no ipads and very few macs um turns out uh, at the very end of the the thing before Scary Fast, uh, there's going to be iPads. No, there's not. Yes, there is. There was a whole deal, and finally we just landed on here's a family of M3 chipsets, which was fun. Um, so as you said, you you didn't get an M3 series computer yet, correct? No, You're no. still on your M1 Max. Still Do you plan M1 to get M3? 
I would like to swap my old M1 Mac Mini for a Mac Studio at some point. And, uh, well, it's not going to happen now, so I might as well wait until there is an M3 one. I don't honestly know that I can justify it because my M1 Mac's MacBook Pro is still uh, just, well, actually scary fast at everything. So I don't have a good reason for it. But my, for the first time, I have a hankering. Yeah, my current plan is to uh, possibly trade for my 14-inch MacBook Pro with M1 Pro uh, and move to a Mac Mini with M3 Pro or yeah. even just base, probably base M3, honestly, because that'll be more than enough for my Mac needs. Yeah, you um, can hear me going, hmm, here, because we talked about this before. You would buy an M3 Mac to chuck well, it in it, the corner and yeah, use it's it gonna to be power my, your iPads. Yeah, yeah well, it's, 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 it's going to be my... Um, what did I call that? Second screen computer. Oh, we'll get yeah. into that in another episode. But uh, yes, it's not going to be my primary use computer. That will still be an iPad, and I will be upgrading to an M3 iPad when I can. Uh, so we have hit our 30-minute mark, but hey, oh. I think we're doing pretty good. We are in November, right? November so yeah. AI is a fundamental technology. That was Tim Cook on a earnings call, uh, of course, right when... Uh, AI has been exploding across 2023. The buzzword is in everything, every app on the planet, including calculators, calendars, uh, keyboards, cameras, what have you, vacuum cleaners. They have it. it it's yes. everywhere. They use it so much that the word has lost all meaning. It's worthless. Yeah. It never had any meaning in the first place. Let's be real. But what uh, do you think of this AI movement? And uh, will do you think Apple will lead the charge in 2024 i think it's interesting that we've learned uh since november actually that apple has been apple has published some uh, research papers into areas of this that actually seem really quite deep into it issues that we imagine other companies have not been looking at uh, certain ways to do with extremely large language modules and things like that so they are deeply embedded this as we always thought whether the other industry other players in the industry I'm just not talking about that stuff yet. I don't know. I think Apple is not behind. I just don't know right. whether it's in front. I think yet. what Apple's the interesting thing about Apple um, in this space is we've already heard about them pitching to buy content for yeah. uh, programming their model versus what other companies have done, which is just crawl the internet and take everything. Mm -hmm. um, so that's cool. Uh, privacy, obviously, Apple will always be at the forefront of privacy. I wonder how that's going to affect their models. Um, we'll see. 2024 is uh, going to be a big year for this. I think Apple will have a lot to say about it. And uh, December, we just had that month. I don't want to get into it. Uh, we've talked about it plenty, but go back and listen to previous episodes in the last couple of weeks. Beeper Mini was the whole the whole saga. Li began and died in December. Yes, um, uh, died multiple times. Uh, many stab wounds finally uh, bled out by the end of the month, gave up, and moved on. Uh, we even saw, I believe, uh, uh, in November, um, nothing tried to bring iMessage to iPhone. That was the beginning of this whole thing. Did you oh, yes. do you remember nothing doing that? Uh, um, I do like that name, but it does throw me every time. <laughs> uh, yes, I briefly remember. Wasn't that the one where they fixed the whole iMessage thing and then discovered right. that the fix involved basically giving all of your personal information to yeah, any number of countries? Before and, countries, countries and then of course yeah. apple watches were banned from sale for two days mm -hmm. and have since been the, uh stayed which uh may go back into effect for two days and then stay it again we'll see uh more on that later uh actually in the next in the next segment uh and of course stolen device protection was introduced to protect us from the thing that joanna stern and wall street journals investigations i think in february of 23 revealed where people could shoulder surf you or use social manipulation to get your passcode oh, yeah. a lot of people were yeah. apparently according to joanna stern's interview with a thief who stole i don't know tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of dollars doing this uh just said their passcodes hey uh let yeah. me take your picture oh your phone just locked what's your passcode oh thank you yeah that it don't do that just don't don't do that and don't make your passcode one 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 like come on guys he also said it wasn't worth trying it with women because women in nightclubs were automatically wary whereas men were just rubbish just and would hand it over <laughs> but at the same time he also said i i I don't remember the exact quote, but it's basically it's always iPhones, occasionally an Android phone for the hell of it, really. Why not? It's there. Let's have Why it. Not? But it was iPhones they went for. Yeah. 
So, uh, what do you think of the entire year of 2023? Busy year? Uh, decent year? What do you think? Was it a positive year overall? Negative year for Apple? Yeah, it's busier than I expected it to be. I thought they'd just be you know, the regular new Macs, new iPhones and stuff. And, and obviously some union bashing. Can't get away without some of that every month. But uh, otherwise, uh, yeah, it was a surprising year that there was so much going on. I think particularly towards the end. I thought December would be quiet. I had a holiday in December thinking nothing and I came back to all of this so I think it's a a good year this stuff with AI seemed to explode even though we know Apple's been they call it machine learning they've been doing it for a decade at least right it did seem to take off and actually just a couple of hours ago I got a 50 page PDF like a legal document and I thought why not I asked ChatGPT to summarize it for me and it might as well have just said it's a 50 page PDF for all the worth the summary was but it was the first time i'd ever thought to try it so i might try it again with different things they I are think, tools yeah they'll worth, become worth trying part of it. yeah yeah they, they won't it, take over they won't destroy right. much but they will become part of our arsenal it's, as information users the yeah. hammer did not remove us from being able to build things right like we the invent the invention of machinery right like the advancement of technology did not suddenly remove the need for human input that will that will always seem to be the case at least until robots are sentient which they have not yet been um of course uh we'll see uh 2024 is a long year maybe we could see some sentience by the end of the year but um all right so we thought we'd have some time after that uh 2024 segment to have some news not much time but let's do a a quick run-up here because there's a couple of things here i think are interesting i wanted to point out uh, so, William, did you know the current status of the Apple Watch ban that Apple has an opportunity to avoid um, a ban altogether, that, that this is still happening? I didn't know, but I presumed because I saw a redacted thing in the court document and it's redacted, so you don't know what it was, but it looked like it was proposing that there was some sort of software solution. So is that what we think is going to, is that is, do we know so, that's going to happen? The current stay is fully reliant on what the ITC decides to do, and it, it's seemingly very obvious that they uh, want to continue banning the watch from sale or import uh, anyway. Um, so the ITC is going to continue pushing for that. Massimo is going to continue pushing for that. I think Apple has lost on that front, but they do have one more out, uh, which we'll find out by January 12th. The current stay... Well, it gets them till January 10th. That's why I said there's going to be about two days where there's probably going to be a ban in place again for imports. But if Customs approves Apple's software workaround, it's completely separate from the ITC. Massimo cannot appeal Customs. They would actually have to start a new lawsuit with the ITC asking them to investigate uh, the new software update to ask to say Apple is violating our patents again and have to start over and get a new Apple Watch ban with the new software. So if Apple succeeds at convincing customs this software update will work to bypass those patents, Apple will be able to resume sale of Apple Watches uh, right away um, on the 12th. So uh, this isn't over. I just wanted to point out that that whole thing is fun. Uh, I like that customs seems to be outside of all of this. So um, Apple's case with customs is without recourse for Massimo or the ITC because it's a completely separate thing. So uh, go go check out the show notes for that story. It explains a little more detail. Uh, But I I did want to point out uh, previously, I mentioned I have an Apple Watch Series 9 long-term review that has been published because now, you know, (laughs) they're on sale again, at least briefly. Uh, I go into some details about Double Tap and, and on-device Siri. And, uh, William, did did this make you want to go out and buy an Apple Watch Series 9 right away? I'm really sorry. No, it didn't. I've got a Series 7, and I came out. It's a line you said towards the top that when, when it first came out, <laughs> there wasn't very much to show off the new S9 faster processor. And I thought, well, if you can't tell the difference... Um, that was going to be the thing for me more than Double Tap, as clever right. as Double Tap seems. Um so you must have a Series 9. Are, are you bitterly regretting this and no. wanting to send it over to me for to look for safekeeping? Of course, uh, yeah. along with all the iPads you've been promised over the years. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm keeping a list, you know. <laughs> the uh, Series 9 isn't a regret. Uh, I would have... I So it's in the review, so go, go, go check it out. But basically what I said was Series 8 to Series 9 isn't enough of a difference that it's making a difference in my day-to-day life. I have found places for double tap to work 
it's definitely a learning experience. You have to, you have to work it in. You have to know that it's there. You have to go out of your way to use it because it's so invisible. You could literally go without using it or even noticing it. And then basically back to being a series eight on device Siri is a similar issue. You don't know when you're using it or when it's phoning home uh, because Apple doesn't really provide enough detail on that other than saying health queries are all on device. Otherwise it's a big shrug. So neat that it's there. Great that it makes things faster, but what are you really gaining from it right now other than maybe a little bit of speed on certain queries, especially for like HomeKit stuff, which is great. Again, a bonus, but not necessarily a must-have. And that's basically what the review is about is if you're coming from Series 7 and you're a big Apple fan, this would probably be the year to upgrade just to get some more stuff to play with. This was a faster processor, brighter display. There's things there, but for me personally... I, looking back, should have skipped the Series 8. It had nothing for me, especially mm-hmm. since, you know, I am a male. I don't need ovulation detection, um, oh, stuff yeah, like that. Like, that is amazing, ser- isn't it? If it's useful to you, that's incredible. You know, that's but, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, Series 8 was an amazing accomplishment, and Series 9 has that technology in it, too. So if if you're a person who can ovulate, uh, Series 8 or Series 9, if you don't own either of those models, absolutely amazing piece of technology there I, again i go into detail more in the review just don't buy the watch solely because you saw a commercial with double tap um again i don't regret my purchase it's just i can see how the decision th- think making here would be applied for most people and say eh, maybe not maybe maybe look forward to that series 10 that's coming out in 2024 but if you have an older watch if you have a seven or older um, and the older you get, the more I take this up to please go buy a new watch. Probably like the series nine is the one to get. Don't go buy a cheaper used series eight or series seven. Cause the price difference won't be enough to matter. Go, go get the series nine and you'll benefit it from another, you know, three, four years before you need a new one. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted, I wanted to throw these things out there again, very short stories. Uh, so on January 26th, You'll be able, uh, according to rumor, this is a rumor, no announcement has been made. As of the recording, this could be announced between now and publishing time, so don't quote me on it. But right now the rumor is you can go to an Apple store on January 26th, get fitted, and order your Apple Vision Pro. Uh, Maybe even walk up the store with one if they have all the parts there to give you. But of course, that's all dependent on what prescriptions you need, what visor or uh, eye shield or whatever you're going to need. So... Uh, I found this interesting. This is very plausible. And this is coming from Mark Gurman, kind of uh, coordinating with a couple of other leaks. And even Ming-Chi Kuo said end of January. So increasingly likely we're going to see this thing very soon in stores. Goodness. Apple saying early 2024, to me, I just translated that as August. You know, that's the kind of the way it usually works with Apple. So I hope this is true. It'll be fun. Although, like I say, not coming to the UK on January the 26th or... Uh, Anytime soon. A thought other podcasts had that I didn't, um, because I'm not that clever. Uh, I I can't remember Connected or Daring Fireball. I listen to so many. But um, one of these guys brought up the idea of, you know, when an iPhone or an Apple Watch comes out, you go to eBay and there's a million of them on sale because, you know, that's just how the scalping market works. Mm -hmm. That's not going to be the case for Vision Pro because how specific of a fit do those issues need to be? How specific of a fit? are those prescriptions going to be? Can you order on apple.com just the prescription lenses you need? Can you go buy a used, hawked off uh, eBay listing of Apple Vision Pro and have a working unit in your home? I wonder what that's going to look like going forward because that could really change the game as far as availability for these things. If scalpers can't take advantage, then there might actually be a possibility to buy these. Goodness. All right. I like that. And now if we can just get Apple to work on stopping scalpers getting Taylor Swift tickets, the world would be a better place, wouldn't it? That's we're going too far. Little... Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. We're, we're running a little long, but we, we have two to five more minutes we can throw at this story. I, I, I wanted your take on this, William, uh, from your perspective. By the time we got to next week, it would be too old to discuss. Uh, but there was a bunch of interviews uh, with a, a company uh, called Inverse. They talked to a bunch of producers and stuff on Apple TV+. Plus programs and basically the through line from them uh was that sci-fi is so amazing on apple tv plus uh mostly for one reason but i'll give i'll give them two number one money (laughs) they just 
apparently there's just this infinite void of just they can reach into and grab money whenever they need it and just that the budgets just don't really i'm sure there's a limit but they don't necessarily they're very high (laughs) on apple tv plus uh, sci-fi programs and of course number two less so apple kind of stays out of the way and let them have their own creative direction Uh, i was wondering what you thought of this uh the concept that apple tv plus is one of the best places for sci-fi right now um, I would agree at the moment. I don't know that it's set out to be. It just seems to have got to it. But that thing you just said about Apple leaving people alone, I, I know from producers that that is true as long as Apple is happy with the dailies, the rushes that they're seeing. If they think it's looking good, they figure you know what you're doing, away off you go. But if they don't, if they have any doubt at all, then they are in there. They are in the production. They are micromanaging it. And you're never going to get a second season out of them. So they're not casual. They can be very hands-on. Uh, originally, when Apple TV started, the accusation was that they were always hands-on, but now it's in moments of what they perceive as need, which, you know, might be right, might not be. Uh, but, yeah, if a show is doing well, then I believe right now they are a good company to work for. I mean, better than Disney, because, you know, Disney will just kill your show rather than pay you any royalties. Apple hasn't. Apple has cancelled series, but it hasn't removed them from the service the way Disney has. So I think... It's a good place to go. Uh, Disney is now bottom of the list. If you have a TV idea, you go to Disney last. Have you been to everybody else? I don't know if you go to Apple first, but it's certainly way up there, bigger than you would have expected for actually quite a new and quite a small service, I think. Right. But uh, the thing with the budgets as well, I just if money was no object, we'd know for certain there'd be a second season of Silo because that uh, was it was actually in production and it was stopped during all the strikes. And the and I can't find out uh, if it's going to resume production. It's got to come back, right? It's got to come back. Well, it should. It was amazing, but um, that's I finally finished know. it. By the way, oh right, oh good, good, it's very what well. A, done. What an ending! That last moment. Oh, I nearly went off and read the book, but that's I, I will say um, no spoilers. But I kind of I'm I'm satisfied. You know, if there's nothing more, I'm okay. I oh, feel right. like every pressing question of who, what, why, when, where, and how of the mystery around silo was answered but and of course seeing what happens next would be interesting but not entirely but necessary i know there's i know there's more books in the series more story to tell yeah but i feel like i'm i'm satisfied with the conclusion okay. i think it's three books but i'm not sure but um no. i i gotta wrap up but uh the so i, I will say one thing about apple tv plus is uh just a range of amazing content and it's hard to be too general in saying go watch almost anything because it's really good. But honestly, sci-fi can't go wrong. Go watch the sci-fi movies they have. Fingernails was really nice. There's that one, um, gosh, the futuristic movie. I, it's leaving my head uh, where the guy has the the double of himself. Uh, anyway, there's just there's so many good sci-fi movies on there. Of course, they have Godzilla. Uh, they have um you know for all mankind so many things fall into that category but you can't go wrong with the sci-fi on apple tv plus and if you haven't watched any of it yet definitely go check it out it's not just ted lasso and honestly i think any of the sci-fi content compared to ted lasso probably wins out but that's just me because i like sci-fi um all right well that is our show uh thank you guys for listening you can find us on your podcast player of choice uh Go and give us a review anywhere that you can. Yell it from the rooftops. Let people know that we exist. Uh, There's also the HomeKit Insider Podcast and Apple Insider Daily Podcast where you can get more uh, of the news that you love from your hosts that you hopefully enjoy. Anyway, um, William, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, good point. Lurking around all the sites that have scripts on them, but that's probably not what you meant. Um, <laughs> I, I suppose, I, I, don't, I wish this weren't true, I don't know why it still is, but you can still find me on Twitter slash X as W Gallagher. I'm also on YouTube with 58 Keys, a series there. That's that's a nicer place to be than Twitter at the moment. So there you go. Uh, YouTube slash 58 Keys, that'll do me. Where can people find you apart from at the HomePod shop? Uh, I'm most active on Macedon. Um, if you send me anything on X, I will reply or I'll at least see it. Um, I'll give you a like just to show that I've seen it. But um, yes, I'm most active on Macedon. I have a Threads account. I check it every now and then. I'm not active there and don't really plan to be unless something serious yeah. changes, which I don't think it will. Um, so yeah, you can find me in the various places. My email, of course, is, is uh, 
in the show notes as well as Williams. And uh, please reach out. Let us know what you think. Uh, if there's anything in the show that was there before that isn't now, maybe we've forgotten somehow uh, week to week and it's just left our brains. Uh, let us know if there's anything going on there. But um, otherwise, I hope everyone has a great 2024 ahead of them. Uh, reach out and let us know if you have any specific plans. Maybe you're waiting in line already for Apple Vision Pro. You can let us know what line you're standing in so we can hopefully stay away from that city full of mad people waiting for an unreleased product. Um, But that's it. That's the Apple Insider Podcast, and I'll see you guys next week.